Hey, hey, dishers, and welcome to our special edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. I'm your host, special guest star, Michael the Maverick, and we have the whole crew with us to discuss Beyond Salem. Um, I don't know. I mean, should we do a news segment? Let's just go ahead and discuss the last piece of news discussed from Beyond Salem. Tony? Well, I just figured it, it's not really a news segment, but Dave has been in the news quite a lot with the lead up and launch of Beyond Salem and a lot of outlets and publications that don't normally pay soaps dust have been speaking on days positively. So I was just wondering what everybody thought of that because I personally love it. Yeah, I'm happy to see it. And I, I'm hoping that we can sort of build on that and maybe get a little bit more coverage for things like sweeps and big events and stuff like that because like you said normally they pay us dust and so it was nice to see like AP and CNN and like other places acknowledging this big thing that's happening and not acknowledging us for a potential cancellation like two years ago everybody was signing our death warrant and here we are everybody is praising this thing that they did and it's it's kind of amazing to see all of the positive buzz. It's amazing to see a PR department, thank you, Peacock, that actually is huh. putting investment behind the show. Like Beyond Salem got a billboard at the studio yeah. on top of a spread everywhere. Like it's kind of awesome to see. And it feels like a resurgence and a rebirth. Yeah. And I'm I'm hoping that maybe this means that we can sort of be leading the way for the other like network soaps maybe if they see this working out so well for days they'll be a little more willing to open their purse and open your purse (laughs) and you know spend some coins and and get a little innovative with their shows because what's good for one soap is is really good for all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of speaking of Dylan, you said lead the way. I just want to take a special moment out in this podcast to wish the album of Glitter a happy twenty years. Happy twenty years to Glitter, and thank God for Mariah Carey. I'm <laughs> back, get back to the podcast, and I just had to let that out. Let me fly. <laughs> I love you, Michael. Maybe a lamb is gonna be a lamb. <laughs> Of course, darling. Anyways, let's get on to the story, shall we? Okay, we're going to get to, first off, get to the meat and potatoes of the story. First off, the Alemanian peacock is this basically artifact that was stolen 30 years ago. 1991 seems like 20 years ago, doesn't it? I can can guarantee it's 30 because I had my 30th birthday this year. I, I, I know, but it, even still, I'm in a phase of my life where even when I think like 20 years ago, I still think 90s. And yeah, I know. Mentally, I do too. <laughs> Same. But it has been recovered. But Princess Gina pawned all five of the gemstones. And Sebastian Alamein has tasked the ISA with locating. So how do we feel, gang? This is a great general concept of a story and I love the fact that they tied Princess Gina into this because the original Princess Gina was a thief so it, it 
played well into history. Mm-hmm. It made sense as to why they brought John into all of this. Like they didn't just do a caper to do a caper. They did a caper that tied into the history and fabric of the show, which I very much appreciate because tying it into the Alamanes was great because we haven't seen hide nor hair of Alamania since 1990. Actually, so was- <laughs> actually we did in the 2000s, but remember. Oh, for the five seconds when Carly killed Lawrence? Yeah, I, I brought no, that no, it- out. <laughs> It, didn't John and the Hope had to go down there to get their um, divorce? And yes. it was like a hotel room. Wait, I don't, was was that in Alamania or was that yeah, in that like Alamania. Paris? I don't they, think, I don't know if that was in Alamania, but I do know they did go there after that. And I'm just glad we didn't have to deal with Hope oh. waking up. And, and LaQuinta. <laughs> I do wish we did get an explanation about how Sebastian was related to John. I it- actually asked Jamie on Twitter, and he said that Sebastian is a cousin to Lawrence and Vivian, which also makes him a cousin to John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was just I I love the concept. It's a great concept. Um, they did the best they could, and it it worked out really well. What what I really loved about this was the return of Shane Donovan. I loved that. It was only missing one thing. Mm, One thing it was missing. Is she an ISA agent? No, Kim is not an ISA agent. (laughs) Oh, I was just asking. (laughs) No, no, no. So there there would have been no. I feel like there was some shade. I was going to light your ass up, but I'm, you know. (laughs) Well, I mean, I know you want to see her, and I would love to see her too. But in the story that we got, there would have been no. Yeah, it would have been. And plus, Dylan kind of made it clear. Patsy might have went ahead and retired on us. Can you blame her? No, but. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't think she's done anything since the Bay, and that was in like 2016, 2017. So, is I mean, she's had a long career. So, can I really get mad for her retiring? No. Am I disappointed? Yes. Much like Susan Flannery, but that's another soap. <laughs> Anyways, um, bringing back the ISA, uh, it was a good thing, but it was also kind of confusing to me because some years the ISA is all for good. Some let's years, but let's, well, let's be honest with ourselves. If you've been watching days or classic days where decades we all know the isa is full of shit the isa ain't shit except for john billy and shane those are the exceptions to to the rule every other isa agent could easily eat shit and die and i would be absolutely they've been trash yeah i have not trusted them since 1980 since i was watching 1989 and i watched them cover their ass when shane fake died we got stuck with Mountain Man Shane and Pod Person Rebecca for six damn months because they decided to cover their ass and keep their fucking mouth shut about him being alive. And I have not forgiven them ever since. Were those ISA agents that I? It's in my brain because the clip was going around Twitter today, where uh, that almost shot Carrie when she was little, and yes. Marlena lost her. Yes, yes. 
What? Yeah, the ISA <laughs> yeah. been a problem. Yeah, for years. That's why. Ke- I, that, Carrie that's... came. I, I think Carrie came in the house, and they didn't realize that she was coming in, and they nearly shot her. And the withering death stare that Marlena gives them—it's one of my favorite Marlena moments to ever exist. Baby, Marlena put them out of her house. <laughs> she did. She's like, she's done. <laughs> It's it's in my top five Marlena moments ever. Well, my thing I say all that to say is I don't really know if the ISA, if this mission was all for good or all for bad or all for greed, but I don't really care. I enjoyed the story. Um, do y'all want to go to the next portion? Yeah, we can jump into more the more specific all right, stuff now. But let's explain to the guests how we're going to do this, shall we? We're going to do this MCU style. We're going to follow one stone until we can't follow it anymore. And then we're going to come on to the big shebang except nobody died at the end. But still, first things first, the orange diamond. The orange diamond is a part of Paulina's ring that she owns, given to her by her friend Michelle, who we thought was Michelle Obama until the end. She wears it when she goes to lunch with Abe and Elani during Miami, and they get held at gunpoint and robbed. Elani eventually tracked them down, and it's this shame of recovering the orange diamond. I loved this whole, this whole little section of story. Like I, the making us think that it was Michelle Obama was hilarious when Paulina called the ISA. What did she say? Ignorant, Ignorant stupid, stupid ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, over it. <laughs> so over. You just gonna let him go? <laughs> like getting to see Eli and Lonnie in uh, cop mode was cop awesome. Mode. Them having sexy time was also awesome. And I also, too, side note, I completely loved the Shane and Abe reunion. That was so sweet. They were so happy. And I was just like, oh, look at them. They're besties. The Shane and like Shane meeting Ilani and vice versa, that gave me like. I want future stories with the, all three of them. Like they that were side by side with the gun. Oh, oh my so god! Lon- Listen, Lonnie and Shane as do is a duo I never knew I needed at all. Yeah, it was really yeah, good. That was fun. Like when <laughs> I said I miss Eli and Lonnie on cage on um cases. Like this is what we need. Because mm-hmm. we haven't seen them in cop mode in a minute together. Yeah. Yeah, so like I I really enjoy the outside location. Let's let's give them some love for that. Yeah. Uh, it was oh, smart to go to go into the backyard of the studio for that. Like, can we do that more, please? Yeah, yes. we, definitely. And like I the redress of the set that they did for Paulina's mansion. Uh, how, mansion. I loved that. Yeah, yeah turning the Demera mansion into her townhouse was brilliant. I think that mansion looked the most like it, it was a mansion in Miami. Yeah. they. There were a couple of redresses from Beyond Salem that I wish we could transplant over to actual Salem and that was one of them. It was, it was really nice. And I and, like I love when they were getting held up and Paulina was not coming off that way. <laughs> yeah, this is how I'm gonna say that. She didn't do it until they pointed the gun at Lonnie. I didn't yeah. like that touch. She was like, okay. Um but that cried off my cold dead hand. I said, sis. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Francis Moore. When she kept dragging her famous neighbors. Oh my god. Oh my god. I was laughing so hard when Abe and Paulina caught Elon. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> like teenagers, they were like, oh. when, my, my other favorite thing was when he said, everything is hotter in Miami. And Abe's looking like, huh? And he's like, sorry, sorry. Inside. <laughs> Abe was murking Paulina. <laughs> she was so funny. She was like, what? <laughs> it was fun. This part of it was mm-hmm. so- it was a lot of fun and like Eli's face when Michelle came to the door and he realized it was not Michelle Obama (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and that love scene oh my god that was hot I loved it yes it's been it's been what wow how long has it been four years I don't think you've got you haven't we haven't gotten a full love scene since the reunion love scene, right? I mean, yeah. Or their, we- or their wedding night. Was it their wedding night? I would say their wedding night, but those weren't a- actual full love scenes. This is the first one with a montage and a song, not a montage, but a song playing. So they, no, they had a song playing on their wedding night. Yeah, I know. But like, this was a full love scene in compared to like the fade to black. That was the wedding night. So it was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. I was shocked when I started watching the episode. I was like, oh, that's a lot. Oh. It opened with the episode. Yes. It opened the episode and I was like, oh, okay. We're like, and I, I got up early every day last week to watch Beyond Salem before I started work. So I start work at 9, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I would get up at 8 a.m. every morning and I would watch Beyond Salem. And I'm watching this with my mom and that's how the episode opens. I was like, oh, we're starting off with this. This is fun. That I was shocked because I was like, okay, they're gonna make us wait. I thought we were going to wait till the last episode where everything was like quote unquote fine for at least the Mi- Miami crew. But yeah, and can we just talk about how badass Lonnie was at taking down yes, that guy? Yes, she was amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. They need to give her more stuff like that. I was thoroughly entertained because, like she can do it and like they need to let her like we have a lot of badass women on our on our show let them be their badass selves like i'd be totally cool with her being the reckless i could do it all by myself cop and eli being the one to try to rein her in i mean that's kind of their shtick like yeah they just haven't played it in a while we just don't (laughs) see it that much and it was kind of hard to do it while she was pregnant yeah I mean, she was the most reckless then. <laughs> but yeah. Well, yes, but she didn't know then. she was pregnant yet. <laughs> I mean, afterwards, when she was like six, seven months along, she was still reckless. Well, yeah, but not not. She wasn't able to like jump head first into danger. She might have made That's reckless true. choices, but I'm talking like jump head first into danger and knock a guy on their ass. That's true. You but can't do that while. Well. I mean, everything for Ilani was just perfection, but like for Lonnie specifically, I loved it. Like this. It's what I've I've imagined them being for a long time since they're both cops. 
Yeah. Like if they can be this going forward, just solving capers and in the middle of and the it, action. I'm cool and with I've that. said this before. I said it during the kidnapping and I'll say it again. Now it was giving me bow and hope vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that the whole way through because like, usually sometimes I'm like, uh, this is a bit off, but for beyond Salem in terms of like Ilani in action, like everything was on point. And I loved seeing them work with Shane who has yeah, ties like the Abe. Like, you know, it's, it was good. It was so good. Although my favorite part when Shane came in and like, that, like Shane and Abe were hugging. You got Paul. You got Paulina looking in the background. Like, how do you know this white? <laughs> 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 She's like, I'm sorry, my back is something like that. <laughs> my favorite. Can we just like acknowledge that Charles Shaughnessy is still just the most charming, charismatic man. It's- he really is. Oh. I love him so much. Uh, just it made me miss him though. Like I, like can his I love getting to see him, but oh my gosh, it made me realize what we're missing. His presence. Can his six months on GH wrap up really fast so he can come home? (laughs) Yeah, I I would would like like to to have have him back back. on the show. Yeah, same. Like, can he come home and decide that after what happened? on Beyond Salem and the fact that he didn't catch which we'll talk about it when we get there but the fact that he didn't catch what was going on with Kyle makes him resign from the ISA he comes back home to Salem and he becomes police commissioner I wouldn't hate that I'm, I'm here oh, for that please. now you've got my attention <laughs> Rafe needs to go <laughs> you could do like a um Whose idea was it that the uh, Black Patch was a front for the ISA? Have him training new ISA agents. I think that was might have been me or Michael. It was a mixture of me and you both. I said <laughs> something and then you tag team and added on. Maybe they could even do that. But I was saying I would like to see the next generation of super spies come into play. I, I want to see. I want to see. Um, what the hell is his name? Andrew? Um, Paul. Donovan? Oh, Paul. Paul. I want to see Paul. I want to see. Well, he doesn't have any emotions. Joey. Uh, something. Not. Maybe he's the changes man. He, he, he <laughs> definitely be a ringer in a good interrogation because he literally has the most po- perfect poker face. Because he doesn't care. <laughs> no, but you, you could all, you could even put the um, Salem PD in the. Um, what ISA about Javi? What about like it, let's say if Shane like came back? What about recruiting Eli? Yeah, I was I was thinking you could actually put the Salem PD in the ISA in competition, have them stealing each other's employees. Because uh, I'm thinking with his FBI background, I, I think. Uh, honestly, I think Lonnie would be more inclined to go with the ISA. Now, see, I could, I could see her. Yeah, I don't think. Now, what is the difference? Like, to have Julie Holland for the next few months. <laughs> the ISA is basically well, the Salem version of the CIA. Well, Paulina would be hollering if if Lonnie did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> she did a lot of that. She did it on Beyond Salem. She did it on the main show. Yeah, she's not here for Lonnie being. A cop at all? No. <laughs> well, 
y'all spoke, so I guess we'll move to the next story. Because <laughs> it was very hit or miss for me. <laughs> very. Um, the one thing I guess I will say on this, stop writing Eli Fanning. Lamar is funny naturally in dialogue, but when you try to make him purposely funny, he's not comical at all. What do you, what, like what? <sighs> you have to give an example because I have no idea what you're talking like about. The, like the little dad jokes that he be, like, that they Oh, those are funny. hilarious. He's, <laughs> to me, he's funny when he's like Listen, I was laughing the whole way through whenever... You know how actors just really... You can tell the line wasn't meant to be funny, but they made it funny, so it was funny. But he's not a good purpose for funny to me. I'm sorry. I just found it really corny and blah. I think it was, I think it was supposed to be corny. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a lame. <laughs> I, I, I get that, I guess. But when you have somebody who's already naturally funny try to switch over to corny funny, just doesn't hit. It, it's just me. I, I'm sorry, y'all. It's just how it is. I, I did not find it funny. Speaking of, there was one quote he said, like, what was it? Styling. He said something like, I thought it was because of the star. Oh, he thought it was because of all the celebrities that lived there. Oh, Star Island, because it was for all the I don't think that was supposed to be funny. I think he was just making an observation. Yeah, and that's just like Eli. And he was so silly. Yeah, that, yeah, that wasn't funny at all, but we're going to move on. I'm going to stick to my Monica some more. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Shane has recruited John and Marlena to help recover the blue sapphire in Zurich. It's part of the necklace that has gone up for auction. He wants John to recover it and hand it over to him. Only problem is, Tony and Anna, who are also bidding on it, are on his behalf for an apology gift for Carrie. You know, Carrie Brady, Brady Horton. We'll talk about that later. Anna wins the auction by swindling John's paddle away from him. And Austin gets the necklace to carry before she can give it to John. Okay, see, I need my glasses. Okay, before she can give it to John in the ISA, Kristen dresses up as Sister Mary Moore and steals it. (laughs) Billy tracks her down to Amsterdam and they have a confrontation. Kristen runs off with drops the necklace so the blue sapphire has been recovered. Well, Okay, where do we want to start with this? Because there's good and bad here. We're going to start with Austin and Carrie and work our way. Yeah, I'm going to keep myself mute because we don't agree. So that's fine. Not much has changed in 25 years. And it's sad. Austin Reed, Austin Reed, Austin Reed, you still a bitch. I'm sorry. He still ain't worth shit. I see T H and in that order. Okay, Mama D. (laughs) D First of all, how are you going to get mad at her for sleeping with somebody when you were separated, when at the exact same damn time you were flirting with with Abigail? Let alone it's two damn years ago. It is three in Salem. Salem. Wait, time out. Pause. This is about Race? This is about her. Yeah, this is about race. Caroline's funeral. She got drunk and threw her her one night stand 
with Rafe in her face. Meanwhile, they were separated, so she could have slept with every Tom, Dick, and Harry she ran into at the time, and it wouldn't have fucking mattered. He's the worst kind of partner. The one who brings up stuff that happened so long ago, you had to sit down and remember. That's what you're mad about? (laughs) I hate that man so much. I didn't care for that. And also, I, she left Mike for this. His his idea of how to make it up to her was weird. Yeah, you fuck. met your wife. Like Carrie has never liked expensive bonds. Yeah, Carrie has never been materialistic like that. So like that was more that, Sammy than Carrie. He would rather go on a trip around the world with you than spending money on a necklace. It's like that's not her love language at all so i don't i don't like anna sure if tony was in the doghouse he better buy all the expensive jewelry but like carrie my nerves too that's not that's that's not carrie and it was just it was weird it it was very weird i will say i was hoping this would end with a divorce but it didn't (laughs) At, at what point in 25, and this is something that I've said on the regular podcast. I know this is a special episode and we're not talking about the mothership show, but I've said the same thing about Chabby. At what point, I don't give a damn how long y'all been invested with each other, at what point do you say, okay, you've been treating me like shit for X amount of years. It's time for me to move on. And the thing and, is, and Carrie isn't with that point. And you know something? I know this isn't what I'm what goes with what I'm having to say, but Dylan brought up a good point earlier. The whole thing with Ro- Roman and John, she was actually said in our group message. The whole thing with Roman and John screwed up Carrie and Eric more than we know. And this whole scenario confirms it because Carrie being this people part pleasing person trying to make everything right and make everyone feel good towards her is the reason this is still going on and I want it to stop. Because they have the same dynamic they had 25 years ago. Five years ago. They have a problem, whatever that problem is. Carrie has to repress how she's truly feeling about it because she puts Austin's feelings before her own. And then they finally have a conversation. They supposedly deal with everything and then they have sex as a band-aid to make it better. And that's exactly why she cheated on him with Mike because Mike allowed her to be pissed. Mike allowed her to be upset. The only person in Austin and Carrie Reed's household that is allowed to be upset is Austin. And I will then- say, I, I, I could have done without Carrie and Austin together. I could have done without Austin. I will say, however, I did enjoy Carrie with John and Marlena yes. and Tony and Anna. Yeah. We have never really, we've never gotten to see her with all four parental figures at once. And I know Roman wasn't there, but that was his own choice because he had his chance to go and he said no. But, but, but to be fair, he had a point. I'm not giving him points because <laughs> you're so bad. But he was right. He was, Anna was kind of. <laughs> but here's a, here's another thing. Also, if you... Anna hadn't shown up, how exactly was Austin going to come up with the five hundred five thousand dollars to pay for the uh, That's not even my question that I have. Did anyone get a weird kind of creep vibe when Carrie opened the door and Austin, not Austin. Anna and Tony were there. She was like, 
oh, mom, keep your voice down. I don't want him to hear. And then he comes out, it's kind of too late for that now, Karen. Yeah, that it, whole it, thing it, just it, turned it, me off. And it, I was just like. Emotional yeah. abuse vibes. I didn't like it. Damn that couple. We're going to move on, though, because fuck Austin Reed. Now, <laughs> the Kristen part of this was fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, Welcome back, Kristen Demera. Can you please stay like this? And I don't mean in the form of Eileen Davidson. I mean, the way that Kristen was written in Beyond Salem is exactly how she needs to be written on the Mothership show. And I will die on that hill. I guess I'm going to be the bad guy here, huh? Her scamming that necklace out of Anna was hilarious. Oh, my god! And the way um, John and everyone put together that it was Kristen... Like with the uh, and with the, the intercut with her reveal and that her classic red dress, yes. and so I told that was like that, that is oh my god, um, and God helps those who helps themselves. And can I just yeah. I when we saw that that makeup room photo with her in the red dress, you tr- Michael tried to be like, oh, Eileen is just visiting Lisa, it's no big deal, <laughs> and I was like, dude, she's in the Kristen red dress, she's gonna be Kristen. And here we are. I just love how they did that. It just, the whole show gave me such classic vibes. And this moment in particular was so good. So 90s. And then the Kristen Billy confrontation too. All that like. Okay. Okay. This is where I speak. Hold on. As you all know, I am a huge Real Housewives of Beverly Hills stand. Pre like during the LBP years. I kind of fell off after that because I did my girl dirty. But anyways, when they said that Kristen was in Amsterdam, I knew we were getting a recreation of the iconic Kim versus Lisa Renner fight in Amsterdam. We also got yep. the Amsterdam slap versus Brandy and LBP, but that's a different story. Yeah, and and um, y'all a bit Lisa, of backstory. Hold and Lisa on, and Eileen people... made sure that dialogue was in there because on the in the original version of that scene, the iconic lines from that scene on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was not in the script. They and added they that. Have bad. Kim Richards her money because she gave us a season that year. Give Kim Richards all her money. But let me give y'all a backstory. So basically, all the women went down to Amsterdam. You know the annual housewives trip so basically kim richards everyone knows that she has alcohol abuse issues well on the low kim has still been drinking and all the housewives kind of figured it well lisa renner called her out on it and she was like well kim richards was like well why everyone's talking about me let's talk about the husband and lisa renner got up and she threw down her wine glasses she said let's not talk about the fucking husband because everyone knows that you know her and Harry Hamlin. I love Lisa Renner, but she did the girl dirty after she found out. <laughs> Ariette beat that part out. Made this episode interesting in a way you know how. But you know the real. Um, that's what happened. But seeing those scenes recreated, this brought some say that the Maverick's heart grew three times bigger that day. <laughs> and Eileen Davidson, thank you. This was just a very enlightening experience. We want you back. I'm so, I will. I say it personally. I want you back. Anyone else have anything to say? I love the the use of history with Kristen and Billy in their scene. Like well, okay, Kristen see, dragged her to the depths. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, again, Woo! that's why I told that long story because that's how Kim Richards was giving it to Lisa Rana at that yeah. time. Yeah, Kim Richards, and she was going in on Eileen. That's why. I, the part where she was like, you beast. 
because eventually Eileen jumped into the argument and Kim was like, why are you even talking to me? I don't, I don't even like you, you beast. And Eileen replied, but you beast, how dare you? Iconic Real Housewives moment. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a huge fan. So this but, is- Okay, like, but the funniest part of that fight was Kyle running out the, literally <laughs> fleeing the restaurant running out into the street. That <laughs> wow. was hilarious. Especially when we know what's coming later. Like, in retrospect, it's even funnier. <laughs> so, like, it, yeah, if you got the in-jokes in that scene, that scene was it was hilarious. Especially when she threw the bread because again. Yes, again. Yeah. Again, and we talk about her money. And I don't know if we want to talk about it here or when we get to the amethyst part in New Orleans, but can we talk about the chemistry between Billy and Kyle? We'll get to that later. Have we started talking about Billy yet? Well, no, well, no, because her main story kicks off with New Orleans. She okay. only made like a little pop up here. Okay, so well, I'll talk about that later. But Krista, poor Stacey Hartwick, and I love her so much. I, I'm putting this the nicest the nicest way possible and this isn't a slam it's just the contrast of two different Christians. but is it the acting though or is it the writing writing? mixture of both because i don't think stacy can play eileen's Kristen, and i don't think eileen can play stacy's Kristen. i can blame the writing but i also say they write to the skill of the actress because to me personally i'm a yr stand so state like Stacey's Kristen is nothing but Patty with a little bit more sanity, but um, a little bit Christ. more. Okay, Kristen's not running around trying to send children into anaphylactic shock. So <laughs> I mean, she did. Exactly. Summer was so, annoying. <laughs> Summer was annoying. I don't blame yeah. Patty. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Patty killed the dog, sir. Was she trying to kill Summer too? <laughs> uh, again, she killed Zapato. Uh, again, don't I, don't put it past, I don't put it past Stacy's Kristen and Hall after that past <laughs> stuff. I just Lord. So uh, again, again, it's like going from finest aged Gouda to craft American singles. And that's not a slam to craft American singles because I love me a good grilled cheese sandwich. It ain't government cheese, it's craft American singles. But I'm saying, it, you, y'all get what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, it's different. But the thing is, Eileen doesn't want to be Kristen long-term. So if they want to write for Kristen, you need somebody who wants to be there. And unfortunately, that is not Eileen. For her. Like, I... I <laughs> I, I, I really wish we could have it to where Kristen can be played by Eileen. And, and Susan, Susan can be Stacey. That would be perfect. And, and we can alternate. Eileen can have six months of the year. Stacey can have six months of the year. We're happy. No, 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 no. Let, St- let Stacey be Susan and let Eileen be Kristen. If we're going to live in a perfect world, that would be how we would do it. No, but I'm saying since... Eileen doesn't want to do full time. We can ultimately we can make something work because let's be honest here. Kristen isn't good for a long term villain anyway. No, she's not. They, they learned it the hard way this time around. She's and, really not. Exactly. We only need her for a few pop up spots anyway. So I'm saying we can have her alternate. Hell, maybe have Eileen do four months out the year, and then Stacy do 
six. No, do you six. wish Kristen had seen John and Marlena? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't. It's I think that would have overshadowed it. I don't no, think we needed no, it. When that would have been a shadow. I don't know. I love the Real Housewives callbacks, but if they would have cut that for an epic John Marlena Kristen scene, I would have been fine with that. Yeah, but if you're also trying to do that to get Real Housewives of Beverly Hills people to watch who have never watched is no, no, but I'm saying you, I'm just saying overall. No, I, I know what you're saying, I, but I would have liked to see John, Marlena, and Krista, especially because we got you know the Krista who's ten years older than Stacy, so it wouldn't look like Marlena's picking on some young woman. You know what? All right, let's <laughs> what? I... Let's be honest. We're going to be candid on this podcast. That's the whole reason why they squashed the Kristen Marlena because it would look weird if Marlena was going at it. No, that's not true because when Stacey first came back, she held that woman at gunpoint. So you can't even say that because they they started... It's one thing for Kristen to come at Marlena, but if Marlena's coming at Kristen... Marlena came at Kristen at that wedding. Do you not remember the growl when she said that woman's name? Barely. Uh, But it happened. I'm going to be quite honest. Did not care for Stacy for the first year of her playing Kristen. <laughs> so I don't, I don't care for her now because that's because of the writing, though. It, I yeah. would even say that I, again. I keep seeing Patty. Brady has a baby with Patty. Patty is on the run. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She hope she take that baby and run. I don't know. I like her. I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm just tired of Kristen. It's just too much Kristen. They do too no, much. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying how do I like her, but again. Eileen comes in, I see Kristen. What, as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh my God, Kristen's back. And Kristen has been on my screen all this year. Stacy, in my mind, I know. Okay, but how much of that is influenced by the fact that you're currently watching classic episodes? Oh, I don't see again. Yeah. Like if you Even before I dived. Like if you haven't watched in, like if you're someone who watched live and then you haven't seen really seen them since it's a lot easier but even i could even say even before because i didn't start watching classic days i started in 1991 and probably 2000 mm, late 2018 even when did stacy start she started in august of 18 Okay, so maybe it was classic days. If no, because even still, I had a whole another two years before Kristen really came in. I never again. I always saw Patty, and it's not a slam to Stacy. It's just I, I never really bought her as Kristen. I, I, I just saw Patty with money, and a little bit more sanity. But well, honestly, those masks this year kind of took that away too. So. A patty with money. Um, I'm sorry, but that mess shit was wild, y'all. Y'all were here. Uh, yeah, it, it was a lot. Like I'm, I'm questioning anything that um, Kristen does now. I wonder who the buyer for the necklace was. It was a lot of buyers for these necklaces that I really want to get into. Well, the one that got the guy that got thrown well, out Kristen of Kristen. that was on, behalf, but I want to know who was paying Kristen to get the necklace. Yeah, exactly. I would like to know that. I feel like that's a thread way they can pull into when they start merging the 
two worlds together. Because yeah, right now we're in the multiverse, and we'll talk about that later at the end of the podcast. But um, when they start merging in November, I feel like that could be a good thread way to start another good storyline for maybe Brady, um, John, Marlena, anyone who was involved in that storyline. But um. Is there anything else y'all want to say? Anna got on my nerves a lot. Yeah, and, I think it entertained it, me. I found her funny. Well, she <laughs> she entertained me too, but there were times when I'm like, okay, you, especially in, when she was in scenes with John, like she really needed to dial it the fuck back. Well, yeah, it, 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 I love the bidding war between them, but like, yeah, when I she found- blamed him for. Like what ha- Like what? We'll talk about it later. But when she was blaming him for what happened with Austin, like no, fall back. Yeah, sometimes but, I was like, yeah, Anna, chill, please. But she was hilarious. Well, she was around me mainly because she was just being Carson's cheerleader the whole time. And even like looking back in 1996, I find that anyone doing that annoys the living stew out of me. Because quite honestly, even Marlena. Not Marlena as such, but Caroline. Me and Caroline got beef right now because I'm so sick of her. Like, move around. Your old ass got a husband. Mind yours. <laughs> but um, I think also, too, for me, as much as I loved Anna, Anna is a character that's good in small doses. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and the fact that they have changed her personality completely from the 80s to... Oh, yeah. It, you know, you know, light. Yes, you, you saw that tweet from John? Yes, and once, quite honestly, once he said it, I was like, "Oh my God, you're right!" Because it never dawned on me until he said they basically merged Anna and Calliope, and I was like, "Holy shit, you're right!" Because they did, and now I can't unsee it. But uh, honestly, looking back, this has been a thing since they brought her back in 2007. I want to say, no, 2007. She was a little more grounded. It started when she started. Here's the thing. They had it. That was a thread way that she was a little zany. And then when Tony died and she was carrying the urn. Yeah, that's, that's when it really it shifted. Yeah. It, Who was writing then? That was. That uh, was it Tom Sale? It was kind of both because I think she started carrying the urn when we saw her in Prague. And yeah. then, mm-hmm. so that was, I think that was, jo- I think that was Dina. And then, um, Ron carried that through when he took over and brought her back. Yeah, she came in. She came back in January 2017, briefly. Yeah, that and was Dina. They reintroduced her in 2018. So that was Dina and then Ron. At first, I was taking the ass, okay, losing Tony has made her go completely off her rocker. But now. Tony's back. And she's, she doesn't, doesn't ha- and she's still doing plus. it. <laughs> exactly. So now I'm just, she definitely just needs to be in the smallest doses possible tony tony he was just rich as fucking tan with some nice veneers and i love the hell out of tony i really do i love tony so much because he's just trying to rein anna in and like not but also not like not piss her off but like he's just he was just kind of there and like watching the mess i'm trying to be like tony when i grow up just rich and not give a damn (laughs) <laughs> that's really what he is like he's Tony's the rich the uncle that don't give like, a shit uh, <laughs> he's like, I was here to- the fact though that he know. ended up accidentally bidding against Anna was hilarious because <laughs> he raised up the paddle and was like what is this and then he 
clicked, he 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 bid and it ended up being five hundred and twenty-five thousand. And having to spend that amount of money was physically painful for him, and it was hilarious. Speaking of money, we're gonna stop acting like John Black is poor just because they got him living in La Quinta now. John Black is not poor. He did they ever? Money. Yes, he had money, but I've, I've, I said it in the group chat and I'll say it again here now. Did they ever establish that he got his money back after EJ made him look like Bernie Madoff? I think I think when your charges are dropped, your assets return back to you, right? Yes, but then he decided to pay out the people who, who ended up getting screwed. Yeah, it wasn't him who did it, but he still, he still gave people the money that they lost. Yeah, but the, again, John's money was long. It ain't like he... <laughs> And but then, I don't. But I think after all that happened, I don't think it was as long. I, I no, my, it, it still was pretty long, Tony. Yeah, that's what I don't think you're getting. Yeah, he gave that money away, but he he didn't become destitute. Yeah, but also too, they're not they're not spending five ten thousand dollars. This was five hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, half a million dollars. Anybody would balk at spending that amount of money. Tony I'm, has more money than God, and he didn't even want to part with it. No. No, I'm saying when he was like, I wish I had the money to give it to John. We, we've literally seen you rent out private jets and this, that, and the third. Uh, it, it was just weird that they've been doing this for a while now. John has money. Stop this. They do that with a lot of characters on this show. Try to play them like they pole. We know you got money. Bro, open your purse like Dylan said. Damn. I don't know why that bothers me so but it bothers me. It bothers me with any character. Like, like, stop playing in my face. I know they got money. It bothers me with Sierra when they have her camping in a damn tent. Like, she can't go to a Four Seasons. Well, A, she chose that. And they B, wanted to go she camping. Did, they, <laughs> a, they wanted to go camping, which is not my thing either, but it totally matches them. Number one. Number two, she does not have her inheritance because Victor disowned her when she tried to spend that money to defend Ben. Wasn't she? No he, he disowned her? He disinherited her? He just, Yeah, he wouldn't allow her to get access to her trust fund once she used it to pay for Ben's lawyer. Well, he, he cut her off, but I'm pretty sure she still has it now, after right? Inheritance. I don't think that's how it works. After she, after she turned like 21, that was her money. <laughs> or probably so, a bit older. It was her money then, and she he, pro- said, he probably like restricted access to it because he didn't want Ben out of jail. But but I, it, I think she has it now. That was years ago at this point. I doubt he let her go penniless because what job Ben got? Ben's working at the garage. Doing what? <laughs> he, car, sir. <laughs> he, he works and I think he, he manages the garage. They established that in dialogue last week. He can fix cars. You know what? Let's he's go been on. able to fix cars. That's been, a, I mean, he fixed well, Sierra's entire. Yes. He fixed hey, Sierra's entire bike after it crashed. He got her engagement ring off her bike when he fixed it. I just find it really funny that they gave him a job to where he has to be good with his hands. Next story. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> the Emerald is a part of the super secret storyline and Will is working on it for his paper. All these secrets make Matlock think he's cheating on him. Stop not calling him Matlock anymore. It is an upgrade. You are going to call him by his name. Jackson. Uh, you can call him Jackson. I, I don't. I'm just going to miss it so much. I miss calling him Matlock. I'm sorry, y'all. It's going to take me a minute. Oh, the minute's up. <laughs> so Sonny thinks that he's cheating. And only it only gets worse when he has a secret source and finds out that Leo Stark is this secret source. 
Leo claims to have a friend who can help him track down the Emerald, and that friend is none other than Jack. Jackie says her friend would be willing to sell the Emerald to Chad only because of his demerit. Will's son, Chad, and Leo end up going to a gay club to meet the buyer, and she only agrees to sell the Emerald if the boys compete in a drag race and become the winner. Leo, having been disqualified from every drag competition in the Southwest, <laughs> decides that Will, Sonny, and Chad should compete. Chad wins by a mile. Um, and the emerald is theirs. Leo pulls a bait and switch and runs off with the emerald only to be stopped by Shane. Can I just say... Can I just say what a difference a recast makes? Because if Freddie Smith was playing his role, I would want to punch Sunny in the face. But Zach Tinker makes him tolerable. I'm sorry. Like it's such an upgrade. Like Will and Sunny actually have chemistry. I actually cared. Chad was enjoyable in this orbit. Like talk about that for a moment. (laughs) Chad needs his friends back. They have to come back to Salem. Yeah, they need tolerable. He needs them. Chad was so tolerable. Listen, I'm a Harita fan, but New Wilson, okay, I see you. Because I think <laughs> was there. That's yes. So okay, so Chad was tolerable. Huh? But I, I, I feel some type of way about Will and Sonny just opening up his home, their home to him. Mainly because we don't talk about it much, but Abigail is literally both of their cousins. But they've also been best friends for years. So yeah. they, started, they started those terrible businesses together too. I, I get that, but still, I would have a little smoke. I'm sorry. That, that's no, what? Bad, bro. But I'm sure I mean, Abigail is oh, fine with. Well, oh huh. yeah, because of the cheating thing. Exactly. I, I had to figure out what was going on. But the <laughs> thing is, with the cheating Chad thing, they used that. Still married. They used it. Are you talking about? Are you talking about when? Because they used it in a really good way. Um, even like a bad story being used in a good way was actually surprising but to me. Because what, what were you saying? I'm sorry, I, don't, I didn't catch the beginning. So. No, I was saying this like Gwen Chad cheating story was mm-hmm. used in a good way on Beyond Salem because um, Chad was advising Sonny not to make a mistake and like not to do not, what he did. Exactly. From his experience, and that was a good thing. Like, I actually, not my point. My point was it, it is weird you didn't have have no kind of smoke and then especially since i haven't spoken to you in weeks and then but also too i don't think they knew about the cheating because i don't think they've spoken to abigail they already haven't spoken to chad because chad had to tell sunny what happened exactly and sunny had no idea so why are they going to have smoke for him on something he does they didn't even know about well see i didn't make that connection so i I guess that's the end of that conversation (laughs) conversation works Finish and then you know ideas form, but anyways, um, Will Horton was robbed. Um, we're gonna skip to that competition. Wait, no, the fuck he <laughs> was not. We are no, no, no. Okay, look, no, Chad. Will, let's Will made the well. Uh, speaking objectively, Will made the prettiest woman. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, Chad was resting on pretty. Chad was just pretty. Will have personality. That dress was ugly as hell. 
but he he served. He still did. Yeah, I actually I actually think Chad Amanda Bottom was robbed. No, no, no. Belinda China Shop owned. It and what? No, hold on. We're gonna talk right here, right now. We're gonna be honest. He dressed like Marilyn Monroe, and white people have a Marilyn Monroe fetish. That's exactly why he won. So we're gonna. I didn't even. I didn't even make the Marilyn Monroe. Me neither. Now he looked like a budget version of Violet. Madonna and the Material Girl video. No, there's a drag queen by the name of Violet Chachki that if you look up her photos when she's a blonde, Chad looks like the, and Chad and drag looks like the budget version of Violet. Okay. And, I, it, and that's not like, a, that's not the shade it sounds like. It's just that Violet is very, very. Famous. Okay, so we're going to settle. It's like he didn't do anything. We're going to settle this here. Everyone for Belinda China Shop, say aye. Aye. Everyone for um, what was his name? Amanda Bottom. Amanda Bottom. Amanda Bottom. <laughs> say aye. Aye. Oh. Hey Nick, you're the tiebreaker. Where do you fall? I think um, he said it. I didn't say anything. I don't. Oh. Uh, uh, I guess I'll go I'm with not, Amanda Bottom. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I'm not even into the whole drag scene, but even I could tell that Will won that, especially when. Sonny had came up and kissed his hand, and he's okay, like, "Oh so, my god, that, that was so cute! <laughs> that was so cute! I will say that that, that was, was cute. cute. That was fine as it's been a but... minute since I had an awe moment with them, like because I've just been I've been as disconnected as they were. So it was nice to like actually feel something again because I was like, "Oh, that's so sweet!" And can we just sweet to me? It was fine. Can we give a yeah. shout out to Sunny? I, I mean, he tried. <laughs> Listen, I will say that that name was clever. What was his name? Son of Delight. That was yeah. His name was great. But can we also the juice that walk though? That walk. That I'm 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 gonna give it Sunny. That's me and heels. I cannot walk in heels. I get it. Baby. Will reminded me. Will remind me a lot of Alfalfa and the Little Rascals when they went to Darla School. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, um, "Will's hair looked like cotton candy." It did. It also matched Chad's dress, which was hilarious to me. And that's fine because he had the best performance. <laughs> but can can we backtrack a little and talk about Leo? I miss oh Leo. God. I love him, and look, I don't care. I don't care. I know I'm the only person on board, but I am captain of the crack ship that is Leo and Chad. No, you're not. Okay, no, they you're had not. chemistry in that okay, song. You're not. I don't they think had... you're the only person because. Not. They, listen, I, 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 I manage. He got all up in their personal space. I was like, whoa. Uh, but also, I, my I crack ship is Chad and Sunny. I wouldn't mind Chad and Sunny at all. Even though it might they had chemistry, yeah. These always had him and Sunny have always had chemistry. Yeah, but it was it hit different with the new actor. It was very different um, with with Zach Tinker. Yeah, they've always had a thing. Whoever decided to name Will Amanda Bottom, you're not (laughs) slick. (laughs) Not slick at all. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys speaking of like? 
the, the club scene Wait, and all that. Did you notice <laughs> after um, Chad won and they were like, they held the, what was it, the Emerald? Yeah. Emerald. Uh, and they were dancing. Leo was trying to like hug or like dance behind Chad. Yeah, Chad. <laughs> He saw Chad sipping up like, wait, what are you doing? Like, get off me. <laughs> okay, anyways, back to my read. Whoever, okay. deci- whoever decided that they did that, first off, everyone who wrote the sexual innuendos in these past episodes, gold stars all the way around. Now, if there's a way we can do this to, like, switch it over the daytime and make sure that the Bible bills and flower ferns won't catch on... <laughs> kind of kind of when you were like watching what bottoms like kind of when you were watching like sitcoms when you were young and didn't catch catch the like in the windows like when you were watching spongebob when you were young you didn't catch the windows we have now are good but they're 20 years old Time is too conservative. They're probably not gonna do it. Like dress it up, make it nice. Like even I didn't too much care for the Elani storyline, but I love the little innuendo they had with it. It's always hotter in Miami. Because I mean, they I said it for like three times. Yeah, it was a little overkill. <laughs> I, I will say that, but <laughs> I love a good innuendo, especially since we're in the middle of COVID times and we're not really getting full scale love scenes like that anymore a little innuendo goes a long way do we okay here's the thing. I, I, i'm still mad because y'all painted a picture of will bending over from matlock that i cannot unsee anymore yeah but it makes sense now with this sunny <laughs> I, I can't speak on that so <laughs> okay i'm just gonna backtrack um as much as we love leo was anybody else a little skeeved out by some of his behavior? Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's part of. The- I think that was part. Of, I think that's how we were supposed to feel. Like him just walking into the shower, he would have got knocked out. Like, dude, this ain't your house. We didn't invite you in here. Not him that going was- into Chad's room and getting in the bed. <laughs> and then say, "Oh, we had, we had sex." Like, <laughs> like that's how I know you're not from the south, Nick, because I would have shot him. So. <laughs> You bring your gun to the shower? You bring guns to the shower? Where you hiding it at, sir? <laughs> Don't ask about me at undergrad. Anyway, <laughs> I, I really want them to bring back Leo Stark more because I know this is probably a weird comparison, but Bold Watchers, he reminds me so much of OG Sally Spectra. And like over the top and fabulous. And- yes, and the little answers. Like, La Forrester versus Silas Spectra is giving me Wilson versus Leo. It, it, I would like to see more of that. I now, just want to know which one of them had to explain tops and bottoms to Chad. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all I want to know. At least he didn't learn the way I learned. I learned through Twitter. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. I think I learned through Daytime Confidential, and that says a lot. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was an inside joke on Twitter, and I DM'd it to a friend, and I was like, I don't get it. And they explained it, so. <laughs> so, so Twitter has taught me a lot. <laughs> but, um, Jackie Cox, first off, Dylan, could you explain? Because I didn't know, and Dylan, she's really big on on the drag scene so she can explain how big that this 
cameo is. Okay, Jackie, first of all, she's really, really well-known New York queen. Like, she's extremely popular, extremely booked, and extremely busy. And she competed on season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. She did pretty well. I think she came in fourth. I think she was top four. And um, on RuPaul's Drag Race, there is an episode that's called The Snatch Game. And what it is, it's like an impersonation episode. It's impersonation improv. Everybody has to pick a character. You dress up as your character. And then it's like a little game show type thing. You answer questions. They have celebrity, um, they have celebrity guest judges. It's a whole thing. It's a big deal. Pretty much if you bomb Snatch Game, you're not winning. That's, that's how big of a deal it is. And she did Lisa Renna for her Snatch Game. And she should have won. I'm just going to go on record. Jackie was robbed. She should have won. She did an amazing job. Let's not so talk about her. That's like how that casting came about. And now since she's done that, a lot of people like to see her Lisa Renna impersonation. And Lisa Renna actually appeared on their reunion show for that season with a like sweet little message for Jackie. So yeah. Oh, oh, okay. And Lisa I had no not... idea they were doing that till she read the script. So I don't think Lisa got Jackie the job. I think they reached out to Jackie themselves. Yeah, I well, think that's like how they knew of her. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, well, I want to say this: I was not expecting her walk in and the face off between Billy and Jackie <laughs> to be that funny. But the longer it went, the more hysterical. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, Billy was like, who are you supposed to be? Billy was like, oh my God. Well, she picked up the glass and said, let's not talk about the husband. <laughs> Again, as a huge, first off, that NBC synergy they got going on over there, they're trying to take NBC to the top and I love it. But because everyone knows Real Housewives is an NBC universal type thing, you know, Tony yeah, can, Bra- yeah, Tony can explain all that. But yeah, Bravo <laughs> is a universal network, so it's all under the same umbrella. So they, quite honestly, Peacock has really outdone themselves with this. Yeah, because yeah. it's energy all the way around. This is what it, CBS really tries to do, but fails. Because they literally don't give a damn, and you can tell Peacock cares, and that's yeah. the difference. Yeah, Peacock and NBC, y'all get y'all flowers for this. But anyways, back to the story. The part where she hand, handed um Billy Lisa Renner's lip gloss. Oh, that was hilarious. Excellent product placement. My, my favorite thing, though, is uh, my favorite thing about even like the Leo, like all the Leo scenes, both in the in the apartment with Jackie Cox there and even without, if you watch Billy Chandler and Jack in the background, they're hysterical. Like they're trying not to break in every scene and it's hilarious. And you could really see it, especially in like the, the lipstick scene. Cause I think Chad said it, I think Billy said it on the Instagram live that they did. Like you could literally look and they were standing there looking at each other going, are we really watching a lipstick infomercial right now? <laughs> Just, it, um, it's the oh my goodness. I love the sterile. It, it's such a beautiful color. Oh, it feels so great. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? but hilarious. That but, scene before it, like they were just staring at each other. Like I had to pause because I 
I loved it. That it was so funny. And Billy was like, Who are you supposed to be? <laughs> well, let's move on to the next story. Ben and Sierra see an amethyst brooch as they shop in New Orleans. They want to buy it, but the owner basically says she's holding it for Princess Gina. Sierra freaks out when she can't reach her mother, and they think they see Princess Gina, but it's actually Lisa Renner as Billy Reed undercover. She poses as Princess Gina to get the amethyst because the shop is a front for criminal activity. But before she can purchase it, another couple buys it. She tracks... Um, she tries that- to track the couple down, but yeah, it doesn't you. quite work. Thank you for that, because even when I was watching that, I was confused on that part. But um, <laughs> basically, she convinces Sierra and Ben to go undercover as Princess Greta von Amberg and Austin Reed. Irony, I think not. But, <clears throat> not irony, coincidence, I think not. God, it's late, y'all. But anyways, <laughs> long story short, they ended up going to a sex party and they found the <laughs> and ran down on the plug twice. I'm not going to read all that. I didn't quite know how to break it down, but it was hilarious. Okay. First off, Lisa Renner is Billy Reed. I can talk about it. First of all, I loved seeing her. Second of all, that tango Uh-oh. was hot as hell. It was a Here's bit long, but it was good. Pretty much. It was the flip side. Well, I mean, she got her Dancing with the Stars partner, Louis Van Amstel, who also played the auctioneer in Zurich, to choreograph that number, and they learned it in two hours. Here's the thing, the flip side of me being a real housewife of Beverly Hills fan. Love the references and the little cameos and things, but now it's hard for me to see Lisa Renner mm-hmm. as someone other than Lisa Renner. So the whole time, I kept saying Lisa Renner instead of <laughs> Billy. It also doesn't help that you're in the middle of your 1996 binge and obsessed with Krista Allen's version of Billy. <laughs> oh, 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 if they would have brought Krista Allen back. That probably if they would have brought Krista Allen back, there would have been riots in the streets. If they would have brought Krista Allen back, they would have been, never mind. Mm-hmm. The, the, one that, the one that matters is Billy. Is um, Lisa Renner? Mm-hmm. Got here ten years ago. Luke, no, Luke. but he's not wrong. She's no, no, the no, bigger no, no. name. She's yeah. the bigger name. I don't even like her as an actor. She's the bigger name. Dog, Krista Allen. Nobody's dogging her. It's just that she's not relevant to this because she at had, all. She even had the better Bo and Billy songs. But anyway, I mean, that's nice. <laughs> but anyways. I, I wish we would have got Krista Allen back, but Lisa Renner, <laughs> I enjoyed seeing Lisa Renner and Sailor. It, it was a cameo to me. It wasn't Billy coming back. I love <laughs> all of this. I, I loved seeing Billy. Um, I, I, I loved how they introduced her partner, Kyle Graham. Like her, like knocking him out because she didn't know who he was. And like they have chemistry. Billy and Kyle had a lot of chemistry. They did, yeah. I like them. I really did like them. Like they moved kind of fast, but I really did. I really did like them. Billy deserves honestly because let's be honest, they haven't given Billy a real man. Yeah, no, they haven't. Yeah, I really hate that because didn't they give her Daniel Jonas? No, no. (laughs) Billy was never. Chelsea was with Daniel, not Billy. Oh, (laughs) but my point is, I hate they do did that. Because it, it just seems like every woman who got with Bo could not find a good man after. 
Carly killed Lawrence. Billy could never find a man. And let's be honest, it took both what dying for Hope to actually get a pairing after him. And even yeah, and, and even though and that, that was not, and that pairing was not successful because Hope because Hope and Aiden started before Bo came back and died. Her her pairings post Bo's death were Rafe and Ted, and neither one of those were successful. I liked her and Ted. Oh no! I was. They ruined. They ruined it in the end. They ruined it in the end. But I did like them in the beginning. But I can't even think of anyone else that Hope has been with other than Patrick Lockwood. Aiden. And and, uh, and again, anything connected to Mimi. Well, y'all saw on the main show, so I don't even. (laughs) So, um, sorry, Arya, you you caught a stray, and I didn't mean to. Fine. I'm, I'm just gonna like as for Beyond Salem, I would like this segment was a struggle. Uh, Lisa carried it for me. I think I there mean, was just a lot going on in it. Like there was there was a lot yeah, happening in there one was a story. lot happening that like I mean and a lot of it happened mostly on on the Thursday because that that sex party was not what I was expecting, not oh, what they, they were expecting. <laughs> Ben was ready to go. When when I actually Sarah, like Sarah's ass looked nice. I did notice that. that yeah. Nice. She has been wearing these dresses like yeah, I, I said in the group chat, Victoria was wearing the hell out of that dress. Uh, also, yeah, Tony cool. might love this, but the character of Sierra is getting considered for a very special year-end award. And she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> the Julie Williams one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because it she yeah, they're definitely on display. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the part it, it kind of makes me wish that Sierra would join the ISA or become a cop. I listen, no I want I want her to be like a private investigator and work with John <laughs> and Steve at Black Patch. That should be great. I'm because sorry. it it would be because like it she's so perfect for that type of uh, she's kind of better at it than, than Ben was because like Ben said he rolled over like a dog especially considering ring none of John's children or grandchildren decided to follow in his footsteps I, I would well, love it for Sierra and, and it works for her and also too like because the way that she was able to get the amethyst and the way that she like dominated that guy and like got him into the bed. It was like when she said, "Say you like it or you get the feather." I fell out of my chair laughing. First it was off, hilarious. Those, those scenes made me realize that I needed a therapist. <laughs> Ooh. and that's all I have to say. I had to fan myself lonely. That um... Miles clearly is a friend of Austin because. He didn't have two brain cells to rub together either. Yeah. <laughs> if I was rich and I don't know you, ain't no way you handcuffing me. Or he's just that wild and kinky that he didn't care as long as he got laid. Well, it was a party. I think he assumed everybody was. No, doing they the knew. Same thing. They knew. They knew that they crashed the party, though. She oh. did. He didn't. Because he wasn't there when she said it. And the only reason she knew is because she had met the real Austin Reed. Okay. Or had or had done yoga with Carrie. I'm not sure what she said, but she knew, but he didn't. Well, we're moving a little fast. Let's talk about these this couple. Adrian Franz and her real life husband decided to step into the role. How did y'all feel about Adrian Franz? Like I know Ariette didn't, but 
I like. I didn't really have much to compare it to because I was like Dean five when Sunset was on. Scene Churi, Scene Churi. That was. But that's not necessarily a bad no, thing. but it, just, it was. It was bad. I was disappointed by her because I saw her on Sunset Beach. Yeah, okay, it was like twenty years ago, but still, she was good. Well, oh, oh, okay. I think that was the point of the role. I think there was no. To I don't think. I don't. I mean, oh, oh, okay. Let me explain it because yeah, it's kind of like Robin Givens on ambitions. It was no, but it was like, even if it was supposed to be bad, you good. can do better. She was terrible. Well, Ari, hold on, because me and Ariette talked about this earlier, and we kind of were on the same wavelength. Now, me, I enjoyed her performance toward the end, like when she was talking to Ben and all that stuff privately. But in the beginning, it it, it was it was really bad scenery. <laughs> But it, it came off as I haven't worked in weeks. I'm, I'm not going to say for a long time because it's Asia in France. I know she's working. I haven't worked in weeks. I'm so happy to be here. My husband is here with me. We're both acting. We're both getting a check. I'm so happy to be here. It was just too much. And then she toned it, it down a lot. It played more like. But in this, the beginning. Like it played more as if. Like, oh, this is soap acting. This is what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know. It was just so weird. And I don't think she was the only one that was bad. Everyone sucked, in my opinion, during those scenes. And, and then she was doing, like, in the beginning, she was doing that little open mouth smile. You know how people have their whole mouth freaking open. And it's not really a smile, but they think it is. Like, um, damn it. I can't even think of an example. Like a cartoon character with their mouth wide open in the entrance, like a Buzz Bunny cartoon. I didn't like it. I, it was it terrible. Was, it was a struggle. Like the beginning was terrible. Now she she wrapped it up in the bow towards the end, but it was it was a struggle to watch those scenes, mainly because of the acting, but also because like the plot was very weak, which I mentioned before. Like Sierra. <laughs> Not even 40. Uh, Greta is like reaching 50. I don't know how, like, what kind of logic she applied here, but. Well, I think she was figuring that they had never seen Greta, so she could pretend. But they would have known that Greta was coronated 20 years ago in Sierra. Not necessarily. That guy looked young. I don't think he was alive then. The, the the character Adrian France played he's not young. He didn't look young. Yeah, he looked like forty. So it was really it was like I have to be honest. It was the weakest part of Beyond Salem. Like especially really? this. Part. Yeah. No, that to me was uh, Carrie and Austin. Oh really? <laughs> really? Well, well, we we know what yours is, Michael. <laughs> it was just a weird. Yeah, it was a weird choice to me because it's like that's like someone saying I, I don't know that's my like, issue, that's like my my saying I'm going to pass they, off as a sim, like I don't know a 70 year old woman that's not, oh. yeah that's like that's like Kate Middleton trying to pass this you know Camilla it, it, it's, it, <laughs> look it's weird hey. it looks like, my whole thing was that there was a lot of um there was just a lot going on. It was hard to follow. And it was mm. early as hell. So I don't remember most of it. Yeah. I, I just remember thinking that plot, not plot point, but that, that plot was very weak. And like, 
they would have to be dumb to buy it. Um, and the acting didn't help. So uh, at the end, I was like, yeah. Also, that one episode where Bandit here and literally had sex four times in one episode, stop that. No, and don't. Please keep going. No, hold on, hold on. That's not just with sin. That's just with any couple. As a man, I get annoyed watching that. Mainly because I know after the third time he's shooting blanks anyway. Why the hell? Are, like, <laughs> it is weird. I don't know. Watching so as a dude, I have a totally different outlook. Nick, you probably feel the same way sometimes, but that's just a uh, big pet peeve of mine. But it depends it, on who's on screen where, that determines whether I actually pay attention or not. <laughs> Nick, you know what I'm talking about. Tony and Dylan probably think I'm pulling this out of my ass, but still. <laughs> Um, shall we move on, folks? Well, do you want to talk about the other half of it? We talked about the sex party stuff, but we didn't talk about the after stuff with Shane and Drew. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be in our big roundup, but let's go ahead and do no, it. No, because I started it, it happened here at and the end of this. That's why. I started it here and then segued into the rest of the roundup. Okay. Well, let's do it, shall we? Basically... I'm freestyling now. Ben and Sierra go home to celebrate their win of Sierra still in the Amethyst. Well, they're interrupted by none other than Shane Donovan, who comes to collect the Amethyst, and they go, and he goes off to Zurich to retrieve the Sapphire. Ben finds it quite weird that Shane didn't confront him about killing Paige. Fast forward to the next morning, Shane Donovan comes knocking on the door again, and we realize that it wasn't Shane the night before. It was none other than Drew Donovan, and he is on a mission to steal all the jewels. And he was also the one that stole the, that got the emerald from Leo. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. You, didn't, yeah. you didn't catch that? Yeah. No. <laughs> Drew got the emerald from Leo. Then he, when he knocked out Shane, he got the citrine and the um ruby and then he he got the amethyst from ben and sierra and then got the the um the sapphire from zurich i love this good call to history um tony you're more real versed with 80s um storylines so could you go into the details of drew donovan's storylines i know it but i know you'll get more detail than me yeah he was basic. He ended up actually um, working for Stefano for like the first time we saw him back in 1988, he was working for Stefano and trying to help Stefano track down Benji. That was the very first time that we saw him. And um, I think with, after that all had happened, like he was presumed dead for years. And then he, he came back again in 2017 and he was working on something. I think he was working actually on this. Like, I think it was called the Orwell Project or something like that. And he, but I think he was trying to, instead of, he was trying to stop it this time instead of activate it. Yeah, I remember that. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it was a nice callback. It was so funny watching everybody watch this on Soap Twitter. And even um, Michael and, and Dylan had this reaction. Like when Drew first came in, and he he got the amethyst from them and they brought up Paige because Ben, you know, Ben said, I'm sorry, I just want to apologize for what I did. And Drew and Shane and Drew as Shane said, it's okay. I put what happened with Paige behind me. Michael and Dylan completely lost their shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just going, hold on. 
It'll make sense in about five minutes. Just wait. I knew something was off with him. I just didn't know what, because I don't think I remember that Drew existed yeah, until I they didn't. said it. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I was confused. Yeah. There's been so many twins and doppelgangers and, mm-hmm. and I, it's hard to keep track. This is why paying attention to spoilers is a good thing. Because if you had read the episode recap for um, the episode, it says Ben and Sierra are seeing double. So I knew that they were going to see both of them. I just wasn't sure the order. And then when he said that thing about Paige, I was like, okay, that's true. I didn't connect. I didn't read the spoilers that much because it was nice to be like spoiler free. And But I was genuinely shocked. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I wanted someone to slap Sierra. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. It, it's at, I, I, I said it yesterday. I'm at the point where I want her to pull that on someone who's gonna rock her shit. Yes. Like, truly, like truly. Honestly. Because Ben, I like that when, when was, I don't know, I, I'm mixing that up because I didn't really pay that much attention. But then it was had both a, times, actually. Ben had like, a nice moment. Like, I enjoyed, that was the only time I enjoyed Ben. He had, you, are you talking about when he had that sense of self-awareness? Yeah, when he said, I don't think he wants to hear excuses right now. Or the part where he was like, "No, it was I'm not Ben just in I'm working because he he acknowledged what he did and he wasn't trying to make like excuses." Exactly, and you know what's crazy? But then Sierra I, I, re- actually ruined those scenes for me because she was she was trying yeah. to make like yeah. what, and, and the what's crazy wild thing, for what, me is that. I was actually, y'all are going to think people are ice skating in hell, but I was actually <laughs> enjoying them up I, until I, that point. Well, no, see, I, I was enjoying them too. And I even enjoyed being, like I, I was trying to say, his whole self-awareness of saying basically, no, I'm not a different person. I am the same person, but I am striving to, you know, work on oh, my- I love that moment at the end that I think that was actually my favorite moment of that whole episode it, it made me look at Ben in a different light and then here comes Sierra as that no you're a different person blah blah no that that part was that was that before was that was, that was was before, wasn't it? yeah yeah she, so you're mixing it up nerves. she was getting on my nerves I'm sorry but she was yeah for me I'm I'm the opposite I thought the whole way through their stuff was bad but when that moment when Shane came Shane and Drew came to like confront Ben or whatever. I thought, oh, we're finally gonna get something like good, but then she ruined it. So, but and and, and see, here's the thing: you you just brought both of y'all just brought up a good point, um, Dylan and Ariette. If we had some, if Sierra went on that whole, oh, he's changed. He's a different person. And somebody just popped her in a jaw, it, it, it would help a lot. It would I be really so satisfying, to be honest. I really want her to try with Eve because, quite honestly, has she she's trying to try it though? Yeah, I, but at the time, at the but that wasn't even that wasn't even about Paige, that was more so about Eve framing him for the fire. And honestly, Eve would be the wrong person to do it with yeah, only I because I don't think Eve is the best option for it. Only because of everything that happened in 2020. To be yeah. honest, it should be Abigail. But, but really? No. Because at the end of the day, Ben killed her daughter. Yes, and Ben yeah, killed her daughter, but but, but 
But I'm just no, no, no it's no buts. Y'all I trying think, to ice skate no, over it. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not skating. trying think, to ice skate over it. What I'm think, saying what is... What I think is be, they bastardized her grief when they had her do what she did. It, 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 but here's the thing. And because of what, what she, she did... did. See, what, because of what she did, Sierra is never going to be able... Sierra is always going to have... Now there's that's always going to be issue. A, that is a character issue with Sierra. Like, the fact that she probably will never be able to see outside of what Eve did. But... Because we know what... We know what um, Ben did. But I think that was a bad choice for the character of Eve. And I don't think they know oh, how to come I'm back from that. that. I don't, I, I don't think they know how to write her out of that. But at the same time, and even, thing, though, because it's like, at the same time, they had Shane really standing there in front of a man who murdered his granddaughter and destroyed his daughter. Let's, yeah. let's and, they didn't, and they didn't even bring up the Eve thing. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen then, when uh-oh. Shane saw them. Here's my because thing. They're just, not even, they haven't been playing that for years. Just as much as Sierra is not responsible for like Ben's actions and make his excuses for him, the same goes for Shane. Like he's not responsible for Eve's actions. Right. So, and I, I like the fact that they didn't hold that against him, which I didn't expect them to. But, but so I, like, I didn't well, how know can how they she, had he not murdered her child. Like Eve's point of view but, is understandable. I didn't but, uh, know uh, how uh, Shane was going to react. Like if Shane was going to be apologetic for what Eve did and what Eve put them through. Well, I, I mean, I'm okay that it didn't happen, but I wasn't sure how it was. Oh, going if to he, oh my God, if, if he, he was apologetic, that, that I would have fled. I, I think I would have blood. Right, I think blood would have been running the streets because <laughs> we, yes. people were already pissed with the first scene when they thought it was Shane before it was revealed to be Drew. People would be dragging on so Twitter. I don't. I don't think they could have gotten away with. That. Oh, I would have been done. Y'all would have had to find a new host. I'm gonna be completely honest with you because. That's three things I've always hated about the story. One, that they have Eve did that in the first place. Two, the fact that everyone kind of just jumped over the fact that she's literally in grief because a man killed her child and y'all have her in her him in her hometown being celebrated like a hero. Anyone would have stopped. And third, I've always hated the fact that Shane was never involved in this story. He did not. I, yeah, I hated that too. He did not try to come to her defense. He didn't come to a trial. He didn't even try to get her Eve sent to Bayview for counseling like she really should have a guy instead of being thrown in jail. But if that would have happened, I would have passed. But I'm glad Shane came in there with his guns blazing. Well, that was great. Because he, that, knew. Like, he knew. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> He's better than me because I'm having Sam Don't even look at. Me. Also, too, go, going back to Billy, like Billy's reaction when she found out exactly who Sierra was married to, the comedy of that was hilarious. Uh, that kind of threw me. And, and the only reason it threw me is because I'm currently watching Billy in 1996, and she isn't so much as laissez faire with stuff like that. Because she gave me Sammy the blues in 1996, so it was it was kind of a throw, but it was funny. I give him. No, I get why it was confusing for you though, but I I I love that. That was hilarious to me. But um, yeah, I love Shane coming in with that gun. It, it, first off, yeah. it felt like oh, he has man. such a good line though. Oh my god, I it felt that. First off, that's how you give a read while being shady. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was so flawless. He was like, "Cause I don't want innocent." people to get hurt you know innocent, innocent. like the granddaughter you kill. 
all of us. I did <gasps> like that. And then I also too like the way that it ended when he walked out and he looked at Sierra and he's like, I hope you're right. Like that was that was good. I'm glad. Quite honestly, quite honestly, and this doesn't have anything to do with saying. I think Ben is honestly quite scared to let anything happen to Sierra under his watch anymore. Because at this point, I think all he knows, all the Bradys know if something happened to Sierra, Ben is not going to set foot out of Salem alive. <laughs> at this point, every family member has low-key threatened him since they have been married. Yeah. Shane, Sammy. Low-key, high-key, mid-key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes it because he knows he deserves it. But... See, this is another reason why we need Charles on the show full time because him having smoke for Ben is some of the most entertaining stuff I've seen all year. I'm sorry. It's entertaining, it, but it was. It makes Ben, it reminds me that Ben, I, that I liked Ben at one point. Not same, same. One point. He Thank was compelling you. in that moment of self awareness. I, I wish there was someone on Canvas on the main show that was consistent with it they would it be Ch- it would be chad and abigail i think it should have been julie it would be chad and abigail but they do their best to keep them separate which makes sense but for someone that has to be around him i would prefer there be at least one or two people that just don't see it for him and just tolerate him because they love sierra and that would well i mean i think we're gonna get that more with Vic. we have that with victor we just haven't really seen it because john hasn't john aniston hasn't been working but Victor is definitely not Team Ben and has never been Team Ben. Well, can we really say that? Because it got to the point where Ben and Sierra don't even go around Victor. Yeah, we don't see it that consistently either. So they they, they keep him away from yeah. people that they ha- that they would have to write a certain way for it to make sense. Like they keep him away from Chad and Abigail. They keep him away from people like Victor. Certain people they know they can't get away with letting them be okay with it. Exactly. And Julie's the stretch, in my opinion. Uh, uh, she's still holding smoke for Gabby. Not rightfully so now, over Nick. But still, yeah. No, the smoke has changed. But before that, it was about Nick. I think but, it still has something to do with Nick. I'm sorry. No, the, I, the smoke now is the bitch tried to kill me. Well, now that's warranted. But even still, it's been smoke ever since. About yeah, it was. The thing is, the thing with Nick lasted too long, considering why she had to kill Nick. And yeah. it will always make Julie look bad. I'm yeah. sorry. It will always make her look bad, especially considering the whole town knows that Nick tried to rape her that night when Nick, when Gabby killed her. Well, Gabby killed him, and she still carried that like that. She just as bad as Unstella on J. Well, nah, nobody. You, you know who could they who could who they could let have smoke for um, Ben, EJ, because of Clyde. <laughs> Clyde being responsible for EJ's murder. It's, that would involve EJ knowing, which I don't know if he knows that, though. That's the thing. That would be a way to go. Also, too, they could do it with Sonny. And they kind of did it, like, because you could tell that Sonny was not cool with Will being friends with him. But he, like, didn't say anything because he was supporting Will. But you could tell that, like, Sonny was not cool with this new friendship. It, it would have been good to see Eric have smoke with him. Justin, too. No, because no, of because of this pain it caused Sonny yeah. when Will died. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sonny was I, I destroyed mean, over that. I, I mean, I, I really want to see Eve give him the business, because y'all did Eve so dirty in that situation. I don't care. They did, did. They did, they they did, did her, her really well. They did her dirty. And if she escapes from prison, 
and just pull a Jocelyn Hernandez. I have something for every last one of you. Bitch. I never need to I'll- see Eve again, but that has nothing to do with Bennett Sierra. I'm just tired of the character. They do if they ever bring her back. They need to do better by her. At this point, they could just have her be released, or at least send her to Bayview and let us see her recovery. Outpatient therapy with Marlena something or even like give us in dialogue that she had like a mental break in prison and they transferred her to Bayview. now see what would be a really good storyline i know we're off topic y'all but a really good storyline would be if the era actually went through with being a psychiatrist and then Eve gets arrested only with the um only if she goes to corner point therapy and see era becomes a therapist i see that it's i don't so- think I don't think Sierra would be able to treat her because of their past. Because hmm. so you're saying mm-hmm. they're going to acknowledge that it would be a conflict of interest. They don't interest do that with anybody so else. Marlena has been marriage counselor to <laughs> seven of her. No, I know it's just because it's like I mean, because what even Vincent did to Ben was it led to exactly led to what happened to her. Because quite, had, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, keep on. Because if Ben wasn't brainwashed, she never would have been in the dorm. Had she never been in the dorm, Vincent never would have taken her and she never would have been in that car and a year of her life wouldn't have been gone. So it's just, I I don't think it would be soapy, but I don't think that they could actually do that. Well, well, quite honestly, half of Salem shouldn't have licenses or badges due to fraternization policies alone. So we can let some things slide for the sake of story. I don't see Sierra as a therapist, though. Let her be an IS agent. <laughs> or a PI or something. Because she proved in New Orleans that... Yeah, like, yeah she, y'all got a point. I'm just like, using the thread way that we had already saw before. My bad. <laughs> but I, ISA Sierra, that would be great. Should we transition to the uh, finale? Yes, let's. This is a lot, y'all, so bear with me. The ruby and the citrine were previously stolen during an ISA mission that went sideways in Johannesburg. They should have used Theo and Claire for this, but you know. Theo, I low-key low thought that they might have used Hope for it and that she was, in fact, Princess Gina again. That's what I thought when I heard Johannesburg. Because they mentioned it on Monday, and I was like, huh. I assumed they were using her. They just didn't, like, they, like, hinted at it. They just didn't say her name. Well, quite honestly, when... Lisa Renner turned around in New Orleans. I really thought it was going to be Hope. I really thought it was going to be Christian Alfonso as Hope. Nah, I, I didn't think that. <laughs> I, I, I said, well, dang, I thought I was about to say, damn, Kenny put the cat out the bag on us. He'd have ran a kitty on That, that would have been a good twist, a good surprise. Yeah, can we afford enough with all the stuff we've been buying lately? But, uh, I think the can is just that she don't want to come back. <laughs> Okay, as Austin is prepared to leave for his bishop, Carrie finds the citrine and the ruby in his bag. John turns him over to the ISA and Austin is arrested. He swears he's innocent, and with all the gemstones now recovered by Shane, he and Kyle fly to Alemania to return them. Carrie figures out that Austin has been framed by no other than Kyle Graham, a.k.a. Dimitri von Luchner, and claims that the peacock belongs to his family. He and Drew have been working together for months at this point, and there is more to these jewels than just an eye. It turns out that when they are all put together into the peacock, it creates a device of, honestly, people die and shit blow up. I'm not reading all this tone. But the device doesn't work because Leo swapped out the emerald for a fake. Leo, Leo, Leo. Oh, yeah, Leo swapped out. 
out the emerald for a fake before he gave it to Drew. So Leo inadvertently saves the world, and Drew and Demetri go off the shell. And you That's my scammer. This is a very important part, Tony. Marlena started swinging bows in her pantsuit, and I love that for her. <laughs> that was so awesome. And it, it, I love that, like, John and Marlena have this unspoken communication thing. Like, he knew that she was going to be there, and, like, she was there. And I love the fact that they were able to safely keep John in the action. Because ever since Drake got hurt, whenever these action scenes come up and he's involved, I always get a little nervous. But they have been very smart in using him in a way to make sure that Drake never gets hurt again. These 70-year-olds been swinging bowls all week. But Claire Brady couldn't pick up that weak-ass couch. <laughs> and hope I'm still mad about that. Still mad. I... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I love the fight scenes in this last episode. There was one moment in there that was really, really good because John pointed a gun at him and when Drew like threw something and tried to run, Marlena was behind him and pointed a gun and that was so freaking epic. Like just badass duo and I loved it. I loved how both Marlena and Billy were like in charge. Like two badass women. Well, speaking of Marlena, I love the part when she was talking to Drew, um, mainly because, again, mainly because we haven't talked about Drew in, what, three, four years now? But Marlena, five in Salem. Yeah. Marlena used to be Drew's therapist. So that whole conversation. Mm. There, and then when she brought up Camilla, I was like, oh, I like because he loved Camilla. First off, when they said she died, I kind of fell to my knees because the legends are dying. The legends are dying. They're getting everyone out. They got Bill, they got Laura, now Camilla. We've never and, seen we've never seen Camilla, but Camilla was always a big part of, of Drew's last story because exactly. that was what motivated him to be to go straight. To go straight, yeah. I really love the nod to the history. Like, oh, it was too, so yeah. good. The, the Von Leuchner reveal was had Jamie written all over it. But yes. I love it. Yeah, and Ron Krenn. <laughs> oh, that man. Kind of of call him? Did he, an inbred moron? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also, too, like I, I did not see the Von Leuchner thing coming. I knew Kyle. Me neither. I, knew I didn't Kyle either. Br- I, I knew, knew his Kyle name was Brand fake. Was dirty. I knew he was dirty because he's the ISD. ISA and Dirty go together like pe- peanut butter and jelly. It's just a thing that happens. I had a feeling towards like not I like was, it. I was originally leaning towards Andrew Donovan. I, I felt like Kyle he came off a sketchy like last, I think it was the last episode, like before the reveal. I was like something is up with this, this dude. I didn't catch that feeling at the beginning, but towards the end that's when I was like, hmm like there's something, something doesn't add up yeah. yeah once i realized drew was involved then i that's when i got the inkling that he was dirty well i got annoyed with the violationary um mention i'm not even gonna lie to y'all mainly because you mentioned this but i can't get frankie i can't get carly back well i don't even think she wants to come back to <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> honestly i i, I kind of love the, the shade that dimitri said he's like 
like they he said they are my cousins and i cannot believe they chose such common names or something i <laughs> like that line killed me uh, the part that got me um <laughs> was the whole story that basically the peacock was a dowry for carly carly yeah and All the crazy her, thing is that wedding that they referenced in 19 well it was 1990 not 91 wasn't actually carly that was jennifer that was impersonating jennifer. carly and Wait. that's why the wedding never took place. So it was such a complicated, like, and then like when it came out that he knew it wasn't Carly. Yeah. In oh, let's not go back. There. Yeah, let's not go back there because that goes to a very very dark place. Yeah, uh, again, yet another pointless rape story that didn't need to happen. I mean, I will say that that story gave us great material for Missy and for Matt, but I just it, it did need to be that. It, it it was weird. It, that that storyline was a lot. Um. Anyways, what was I about to say? I I was annoyed by the mention, but I loved the nod to history. I just wish we could get Carly and Frankie back. That now that would be a good Jan J story to work with. So this I'm not even gonna lie though. I'm never gonna be like a hundred percent happy. With Francois von Leuchner. like I'm yeah, just, me either because I'm that, that never they gonna like that. so much of his history to make that bullshit work. I got so mad. Yeah, because there that was a you, that you would talk about a retcon. That was a that like no, was, that was a that massive was a choice. rewrite. Because they're saying that Carly sent Frankie to live in the streets to look after Jennifer, so he chose to be homeless he chose to be in foster care so that he could look after look after jennifer and then that's like no we watched that story that is not what happened and it just it annoyed me because i watched that story and i just know i just hate how they basically like to pick and choose when they bring him up that's what annoys me with the frankie brady character because like it was like one episode where um someone said that Jennifer had never loved another man like she loved Jack, and that is a lie. That is a bald-faced lie. A bald-faced lie. And I am a big Jack and Jennifer stan. I love them to bits and pieces, but I also loved Jennifer and Frankie. I Jennifer fell hard and, and felt fast. each other. Oh my god. They did, like, they were best friends turned lovers, and yeah, their whole relationship went to shit when she broke up with him because she thought she was going to go crazy like her mother, and he decided to sleep with his teacher. They were never quite the same after that. Leave Laura out of this. He fucked Laura? No, he didn't know, but when <laughs> I would have been here for that. <laughs> when Jennifer found out that her mom, like, when Jennifer found out that her mom was crazy, because Jennifer didn't really know exactly what was wrong with her mother. She just knew her mother was sick when which she found dirty, out. That, which was when, dirty, by the way. I, yes, I out. very. When she found out it was mental illness, she started thinking that she was going to get sick like her mother and that she was going to become a burden to Frankie. So she broke up with him. They waited until that girl was old enough to, vote to tell her what happened to her mama. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> and then she stay because they were engaged and getting ready to be married, uh, and she called off the engagement because she did, and she didn't tell him why. And so they were right before the wedding too. It, yeah, it was like yeah. right before, and it and so they were apart for months, and he was bonding with his teacher Paula, and they ended up having sex, 
And then that's actually how he was able to identify the riverfront knifer because he actually was in her apartment and saw saw one saw I think it was Grace who got killed and he witnessed it. And they got back together and then the truth came out that he slept with somebody and they kind of got past it, but they were never quite the same after that. Well, we're gonna live that up and pray and get back to Beyonce. I'm sorry, y'all. But um Another family I want them to use more is the Alamans. I know we got Jake, but they don't, leave, they don't lead into his Alamans side, so does it really count? It, exactly. He, he doesn't count. But I, I would like to see them use the Alamans more. Um, it, overall, the ending of this little caper, they wrapped it up with a bow. It was really nice. I it did. It. Yeah, I liked it. It was yeah. a ride. I can't wait to actually like rewatch everything all in one sitting. The, the only thing that annoyed me is that Carrie didn't get to go back to her main. <laughs> God. I mean, yeah, we're going to be stuck in Carrie and Austin Hill until we die. Maybe not because I don't think Chrissy Clark is coming back anymore. <laughs> Can you guys leave and, and alone for I love No, I'm currently being tortured by them. No, I cannot leave them alone. Oh Lord, I'm I'm just hearing my lone Costin. Let's just leave them alone till the next episode. Leave me alone. I want them to leave me alone, Nick. I'm tired. So I, am I. Still and watch this in real time. <laughs> So I don't understand how she's getting through. I just feel so validated because like at the time, every like it it felt like everybody was just a huge Carrie and Austin fan. And I was just sitting over here like, but I can't stand them. I don't know. He doesn't deserve her. Like what it, and I didn't. And, and at the time, I was such a Sammy fan that I didn't even really care for Carrie like that. But I did know that she deserved better. And and the man just continually proves me right. Well, we're gonna end it on that note. Fuck Austin Reed. Now <laughs> do some little segments to end the night and go from there. So I'm gonna go from each co-host and let them give me a ranking of each location storyline. Oh, okay, Tony. So, how many locations do we get? We got five, right? We got five, yeah. Okay, so one, five going up to one. Yes. Um, Tony, you can go first. Give me All right. So, my number five was Zurich, only because the Carrie Austin stuff really kind of dragged it down for me. Uh, then my number four was Miami because it was kind of too quick and it was kind of over within like the first two days. Yeah. Um. My number, I miss. I think there might maybe there were only four: Zurich, Miami, now Arizona. Oh, oh yeah, Arizona, Ari- New Orleans. Arizona. So yeah, there's only four. So f- my number four is Zurich. My number three is Miami. Um, Miami. My number two is New Orleans because, well, first of all, I got sexy sin content, which I love, and it was hilarious and fun. And my number one was um arizona which if you had told me that going into this i would have told you you were insane but arizona was so much fun there was not a bad part of arizona at all are you can i go last because i'm still thinking okay um nick okay um wait one question was alamania a setup? no 
No. Okay. So my four. Um, what... I wish. <laughs> um, but wasn't the museum in Alamania? It was, but we weren't really there long enough for really to consider it a location. Okay. So for I would say um, New Orleans, it was just a lot going on for me. Um, then three was Zurich. Two was um, Miami. I just enjoyed it more, the characters more. I wish it was longer though. Um, and number one was Arizona. God help me, it was Arizona because <laughs> like I used to dread seeing Sonny and Will on screen, but I was thoroughly entertained the entire time. And I enjoyed Chad and Leo's Leo, so that's not hard. Yeah, it's weird. Me and Nick are like seeing eye to eye here. Because <laughs> like number four for me, even though I did enjoy Adrian and there were parts of like that whole party with Ben's reactions and stuff that I liked and I liked the things that we saw with Billy it was just New Orleans was very chaotic yeah it felt like I I was I had an acid trip (laughs) there was a lot going on and it was it was hard to catch it all so that that was four for me three was Zurich um and mostly that's just because I really liked John and Marlena and Kristen and like that stuff was fun for me Two, like Nick said was Miami even though it was a little bit more low-key I liked the action scenes that we got with Lonnie and Eli and I just I don't know I just enjoyed it and I'm attached to those characters so that probably helped a lot and like my number one was definitely Arizona I was completely entertained and I I am captain of the SS crack ship that (laughs) is Chad and Leo, like, give me Mr. Leo Demera. I need to see EJ's <laughs> face when Leo moves into the mansion. And it's hilarious because we we were talking in the group chat before Beyond Salem was a thing, and you kept saying, "Why is Chad here?" I, like, I, I could not yeah, figure it out. <laughs> I could not figure it out, and now I'm just so glad that he was invited. Like, I, getting Chad out Chad? of Salem had me like I enjoyed Chad this was like this was like a this Beyond Salem was like the upside down I was enjoying Sin I was enjoying Chad I was like <laughs> I told y'all Chad is, is enjoyable I told y'all Chad is enjoyable when he gets away from Abigail and vice versa just saying I've been saying they need to divorce for years are <laughs> yet damn they finna get you for that minute are <laughs> yet Okay, so my number four is definitely New Orleans because like everyone else said, it was all over the place. And I mean, Liz, Liz Arena being the only one trying to carry the first two episodes wasn't enough and the rest was just bad. Um, so I really didn't enjoy that. Um, Number three, I would have, I would have to say um, Zurich. Zurich. Zurich, thank you. Um, yeah, I enjoyed most of it. Sometimes Anna was on and off for me, but overall, it was fine. Um, number two, it's a shocker, but Arizona. I mean, I, I loved everyone. Like, the whole drag queen contest was amazing and hilarious and I loved it but Miami gets my number one because it was filled with action 
drama, romance, and I think it gets more my number one because we had an actual location scene and it was done really, really well. Like, uh, yeah, Miami gets my number one because I think they overall flowed really well. Even if it was short, I don't mind it. But even if it was, it just flowed really well for me. So, yeah, Miami gets number one. I have one question. Who was that shocking for? I knew which you were going to pick as number one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the shock was that Arizona was so high up on the list, given who was involved. Oh, Not oh, yeah. so much that it wasn't number one, just that it was actually her number two. Because... Because no, it was more a shocker. Like everyone, everyone loves Arizona, but actually, my favorite is Miami. And here on the podcast, like you guys were naming Arizona as number one, but I put it on number two. But honestly, if I could tie them both as number one, I would. But like Miami overall, I loved it, especially the action scenes. Oh my! I didn't think about that. That Miami was the only one that actually had a location shoot. They were the only one. So I mean, that kind of. Tip them in the favor in going number one for me. Like, uh, I just love real location scenes, even if it's just that set. But still. Well, here goes mine, you guys. Number four, Miami. Um, <laughs> Not shocking at all. <laughs> at all right? um, beautiful gowns, great gowns. Um, <laughs> lovely scenery. I enjoyed the view. Um, sex. That was. The only, I don't know. This is why I hate watching Ilani scenes because I expect so much fucking more and I get disappointed every time. So maybe maybe if I just stop giving a damn, they'll get better. So I, that's what I'm going to start doing, just not giving a damn anymore. Number three, um, Arizona. Only because I thought it would be five and I thought it was going to be a nice middle ground, but it was four. Um, Will was robbed. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it again. He was robbed. Um, loved Leo. Loved everything. Chad was enjoyable. If you can make Chad enjoyable in Arizona, can you please, God, do it at Salem? And then we can start working on Jack and Steve eventually. Um, Steve can die. Yeah. He- <laughs> Wow. Sorry, Dylan. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> he wasn't even on the show. How is he catching a stray? Honestly, keep Kayla. Or Charles and Stefan Cassidy. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they do. But um, Nicholas has lost his damn mind. For that little 16 years, it could just kept him dead. I promise you. What what would we have missed? Joey? Anyways, exactly. number two. <laughs> I am sorry. Switzerland. Um, so much fun, mainly because it led to the iconic Lisa Renner and Eileen Davidson scenes. Um, I love seeing Marlena throwing bows in her pants too. I, I'm just glad Marlena came along for the ride. And it was I loved it. The auction, all of that. But my number one would have to go to. I know it's weird. New Orleans. We really are in the upside down place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting at all. I, wow. I liked it. I really did. Uh, I love Shane coming in there with the Glock 40 out, ready to kill that man. I love the sex. I love 
Lisa Rinna. I love the tango. I love, well, I didn't really like love Andrea and Franz, but she did a passable job. They can bring her back to Sarah. It, it was just fun. I love the sex party idea, even though they were being some prudes. And I still think I would have gained a little bit more respect for them if they had did the deeds. But anyways. <laughs> well, I didn't want that for her. Like, I didn't want that for her because, I mean, I I was, thank God that she was able to turn the tables because given her history, I was just like very. Oh, uh, no, mission be darned. I just wanted them to do it. Let that free flag fry. Y'all married. And then she's a young married woman. She she got to get her Jimmy somehow. You know, keep it interesting. Keep it fresh. And I would have respected them more had they, you know, done all that. But I get where you're coming from. I'm just saying. I'm, yeah, I, no, I, I get you. I wouldn't have liked it if she did it for the mission. That's weird. That's some stuff we don't do anymore. That's something that would work in the 80s, not now. But, um, yeah, New Orleans, it... it it really topped it off for me. And it's weird because it's always going to be Buck Ben Weston and Sierra Weston, but I, I enjoyed it. Okay, you guys, one last question before we go. Would y'all like to see another spinoff like this? Would Whether it be a one-night primetime thing, a weekly thing. Or a movie. Mm. Oh. oh, like we used to get back in the day. Mm. It could be, and you could stream it on Peacock. That would be. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> why? Especially if Peacock's gonna pay for it, I wouldn't hate you it. Gotta move, well, no, hold on. If we finna get a movie, we gotta get a better music budget than what we got for this. Because I, I enjoyed it, but this music budget went up to par. Yeah, but look at look at all the other stuff we got that did yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. Affect. That's why I let it slide. He's talking about a movie. We're going to need actual scenes of actual people singing in the background. <laughs> no caught up in the rapture. Which characters know. would you guys want, though? Kim and Shane. <laughs> okay. Let, okay. Me, let, me, let me dream big. <laughs> Can we go back to Greece? Oh, yes. That was my favorite location shoot they ever did. Uh, like maybe some maybe some of Victor's chickens come home to roost, and Xander and Justin and Brady and Philip have to deal with some family drama and fallout. I don't. I just. I just want to go back to Greece. Can we go back to? Greece? It was so pretty. Like that was literally my favorite location shoot they've ever done. But not everything has to be a caper. Why can't we get another one storm at night or night? I actually oh. have. I actually have another. Um, Another one that's kind of a caper, but not. Yeah, I know like, what I'm, well, never mind, not no more. So mine it. would be, and I, I know we kind of did Last Blast Reunion on the dual app, but I would kind of do it on a bigger scale uh, because they're actual, if we go by when they actually graduated on screen in 2002, their 20-year reunion would be next year. So I would do an offshoot and have them have like a, a high uh, have them have like a reunion and do like maybe like a murder night or something like some something happens and they kind of have to solve the mystery kind of like those murder mystery dinner things. Okay, see, I thought she was going to go a totally different route. I thought you. Was gonna I was thinking oh. Island Temptations Redux, and I was about to slip my wrist right here. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I was going to suggest that um, like something similar, having them travel to Puerto Rico but yeah they could also do the um like a DC setting um when they revisit um Eli's FBI roots they could do Ooh. that or they could do something in, in South Africa since they keep sending Theo there 
that'd be like we could actually see what JJ Claire and Theo do. Yeah. But um, but it, it doesn't have to be a caper. I want another one. Story well, the life. thing with capers, though, it they're very easy to make a give. To, they're very easy to get your narrative arc. They're very easy to be self-contained. Yeah. With the beginning, middle, and end, and it not. Bleed yeah, out. and and it would be kind of hard. I, I see what you're saying. You can also make it an event week. Uh, now, now, see, I don't agree with that because I still feel like that whole five day this week thing was kind of stupid. But uh, <laughs> especially considering now we kind of have this whole day's multiverse thing now because we're not going to incorporate none of this until November. It, and then we still had people who was in Beyond Salem on the main show. Well, that's because this wasn't they they inserted it into a time when Beyond Salem didn't exist yet, because everything that happened on the main show was written in like March and then shot in May. I get that and I I really do get it, Tony, but me and you talked about this already. They could have easily dropped two episodes Friday, two Saturday and two Sunday. By Monday, they're all back. Yeah. It, 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 it was a way that could have worked that I just didn't like it. It was weird and I found it stupid. Well, even okay. if they did like a double premiere on Friday, which honestly, or even honestly, what they could have done is done Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because the insert episode was Thursday. So they- everybody could have left and then we see them. And then the only thing that really would have been out of whack was Ben and Sierra because we well, saw them Friday and Monday, but that would have just been before they left. Well, quite honestly, didn't they leave that Friday? They were camping that Friday. They could have dropped two episodes that Friday night. They yeah. could have dropped two episodes that Saturday night. They could have dropped the last episode Sunday night as a finale. Come Monday morning. You're asking Peacock to do a lot. Yeah, I, I think. I want the hell. I want them to buy the show at this point. Let's be honest. Fans had too much, like too high expectations from the show. And so run on the concourse storyline that they usually do. That's too much to ask. No, but like I going into this, I said from the beginning, it's not gonna click with what's airing currently on the show. Actually, but, it did though, because when we saw Eli and Lonnie, yeah, aside from like Ilani, like everyone were like, Yeah, I'm so confused. What like there's still people out there on the timeline. Wondering how they can be in two places at once. Exactly. If they would have done, so I'm just saying, like the show did explain that this. Yeah, they did over the weekend. They did explain them. The only problem that we have, though, and which is the only problem with that explanation, is they also said that the day that they left was the day of Justin and Bonnie's wedding, which then proceeded to last the entire week, including when Eli and Lonnie came home and said the weekend was over. I mean, last year... I mean, I knew it was going to be some flubs with that. Last year, they had, like, during the um, four weddings and a funeral or whatever it was, the days were all mixed up and, like, it was off. But that was because of COVID. That wasn't because of the show. Like, no, but COVID- I'm just saying. I'm just saying on screen. Like, yeah, one but day that it was, was. But that was because of COVID. Like things things were mixed up because they were airing out of order. Hmm, that's true. I guess because but the still, it was not, that were not COVID, scheduled though. didn't happen. Some of it, like it was just like it was supposed to be next week after, but like 
it's only a day or something like that, but still. Yeah, like, but that always that always happens with days. Yeah. Days time is magical. So uh, that's that's the same logic I'm applying here, really. So, but still, I saw a lot of fans being so confused. And when I was just having... explaining that it was all taking place the morning before they left, which is it... how I was explaining it to myself. And then Eli and Lonnie were referencing everything had already happened. And I was like, okay, well, that goes out the window. Well, no, but I'm saying you could have beat that confusion by just doing a week here and release. Yeah, but at the week they released this, in hindsight, it was better because watching the main show this week was a struggle so having beyond salem to watch was kind of a relief because you had that enjoyment at least and then it, it, it was kind of smart because then you come off of beyond salem and immediately next week we're heading into a story that any lapsed viewers who watched beyond salem are immediately going to recognize because what was featured in that promo for next week the tight and ballroom table Exactly. Which it's HD ev- glory, Lord. Oh, I serve a powerful arm. No one <laughs> So I, I think it was actually as annoying as the timeline stuff was, it was actually smart to drop it this week because then they're immediately picking up on a nostalgia story. Yeah. Which can then take the people that watched Beyond Salem and then they have a reason to tune back in. Anybody who decided to tune back into the main show while they were watching Beyond Salem, I am very sorry that you chose to watch this particular mm-hmm. week. We are way better than this. We're just going to wrap this special <coughs> episode on <laughs> up, you guys, because it wasn't supposed to be this long anyway. <laughs> no, I, I figured it would be shorter. Meanwhile, we're coming in at our usual two-hour mark. Yeah, I got to go to bed, yo. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I have to sleep. I'm about to get in the shower. Like, <laughs> yeah, there, it's it's it 5 a.m. over here. Let's wrap this up. It didn't catch I'm slightly hungover, too. So let's just wrap it up. Um... I don't know you being hungover would have saved it because you probably would have talked as much, but it didn't help. <laughs> hey, <laughs> stay over there, Grandpa. Anyway, Grandpa's going to bed. <laughs> I'm surprised you stayed up this late. But anyways, keep what going. about me? I stayed up since five a.m. You always do that <laughs> shit. No, that's your normal. No, no, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Wait, 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 wait. Save a horse, ride the Maverick. Bye. Don't you say shit, Nick. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Go the fuck to bed. <laughs> Me? Just tell you not to say me. i cut it before you get the last word in my head. <laughs>